Tipilen kosi kunjan. No, I'm good. Thank you. Good, 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 good. Let's start off there with that uh, strike. I mean, Numsa has said it's the, it's going to be the mother of all strikes. Now I don't know mm. uh, if uh, we can still use that adjective uh, because COVID, you know, lockdowns, that kind of thing. But uh, yeah, uh, steel and engineering sector strike by Numsa. Numsa have indicated that this is going to be an indefinite one. Yeah, you're correct, um, Ayabonga. So, remember, regulations were moved to, um, we are on level one now, so, and we do have some lenient in terms of the crowd. But yes, you are right. Um, the strike action comes after the parties, particularly the metals and the engineering industries, Bosnian Council, however, particularly in the weekend, came to a deadlock um, with the Employer Association, which has obviously culminated in NUMSA saying they have no choice um, but to strike and also withhold their labor indefinitely and until their demands um, are met. So, yes, the NUMSA leadership has been engaging in all the employee associations and, and also has tried to avert the strike. Um, however, they have indicated that this will be the mother of all strikes with a total shutdown of the engineering sector um, until um, employees come to the table with a, with, with a much better offer. Mm-hmm. We're going to be touching on something later on uh, tonight where, you know, the uh, employer, SAFESA, has indicated that they're willing to renegotiate this. But I mean, from, from your reading of uh, what has happened in the steel sector, in the mills, in the foundries, and in the engineering sector, uh, I mean, what, what's the likelihood that, uh, you know, at least some resolution is going to be found to this particular impasse, least of all just before elections? Yeah, Salih, um, as you say, the Steel and Engineering um, Industry Federation um, has also communicated with regards to that they are currently operating in a very difficult sector, um, particularly with regards to unemployment um, rates being at, at all-time highs, and also because of the high, um, also the, the competition that is coming in from exports. And also, yes, um, they're operating in a difficult sector. Um, however, this industry has come under um, numerous challenges, as I've indicated, um, the cheap imports that are coming into the country um, has resulted in declining prices mm. and also then particularly their labor force coming under pressure. However, um, as Sefer says, um, this won't just um, be for their sector, but the other value chain operators, um, such as the mining sector, the automotive industry, the construction industry, will also be affected um, by this um, shutdown mm. um, when it does take place. And we just have to just monitor it and also just be abreast with the with the, 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 the offerings that, that has been put um, to the table. Um, I know NUMSA did um, re- revise their, um, their increase, um, CPI increase um, from 15% to about 8%. Um, however, uh, the Federation um, has indicated that they can obviously only offer between 4.4 increases, particularly in 2021. Mm-hmm. So um, they currently are at a stalemate, and it, it, it is, will be interesting to see how this does develop in the next coming weeks um, and particularly the next coming months um, due to the industry coming under significant pressures um, from imports and mm-hmm. also the unemployment rate, particularly yeah. within the sector. Let's leave the steel sector just for a second uh, and take a look at ESCOM. Now, yeah, I don't get to say this a lot, but yeah, ESCOM is in pole position. Uh, you know, they are number one in this particular survey. 
In something, yeah, in something. something, like in something, <laughs> you know. I mean, I never get to say, you know, uh, that ESCOM is at the apex of anything, mm-hmm. uh, and you can imagine it's not a good thing. Uh, yeah, no, it's not. Yeah, yeah. not a good thing. Uh, yeah. Sulfur dioxide emissions. ESCOM is, uh, according to the Center for Research on Energy and Clean Air, the world's most polluting power company, and this uh, largely mm-hmm. has to do, I guess, with the sulfur content of much of the coal that we burn to fire uh, the uh, power stations or the fleet of power stations that ESCOM has? Yeah, no, so you're correct. Um, I also, the Center for Research and Energy and Clean Air um, has provided findings that South Africa's national utility ESCOM has become the largest emitter of health-harming sulfur dioxide in the world. So this is quite a, a concern. Um, however, it hasn't been addressed, um, particularly by the, the power utility um, to the the likes and the likes of, um, of this research agency, um, they have indicated that the emissions contribute to high levels um, of pollution, which result to deaths, and which is a, what is quite concerning, particularly for this research agency, which has come out with these um, quite challenging numbers. So they have indicated and have communicated to ESCOM um, their findings and their research, and as a result, the company has become the worst CO2 emitting power company in the world, um, particularly um, compared to even developed markets such as the EU and the US and even China. So other nations, particularly in emerging markets such as China and India, mm. they have made um, inroads, um, particularly in terms of um, installing um, cutting-edge defuelization um, equipment to, to their fleet of coal power and um, firepower plants. But however, um, ESCOM, however, has been quite slow um, to the party. Why has ESCOM not done enough, I guess, to abate uh, some of the stuff because we often hear I mean we know China uh, has you know almost double the installed mm. coal power capacity that ESCOM has uh, but according to the study I mean they only got around 883.4 you know uh, I guess tons kilotons of sulfur dioxide emissions compared to nearly double on the part of ESCOM around 1604 kilotons of uh, sulfur dioxide emissions yeah, so you correct. Um, China um, has made inroads. However, they've carried out a massive um, retrofit program with regards to installing these um, chemical processes, which um, help to use some of the sulfur in their um, coal-fired plants. So yes, we've indicated yes, they are 20 times as large as South Africa. However, they've been able to um, provide and be quite efficient in obviously um, cutting down these um, emissions and. And sulfur, particularly within their production process, in producing electricity. However, I think it comes down to cost, um, Aya, because as we know, the, the units are quite expensive. They range between 100 billion to 200 billion. Um, however, um, ESCOM previously said they need to spend about 300 billion um, to mm. effect such a, such a change um, within their coal plants that they do run within the South Africa. And we all know the power uh, utility is currently sitting in excess of about. 200 billion in debt. So this would be quite a, a big task, an expensive project, and one that um, they would have to try to fund the funds for, which um, is, is quite difficult as we quite know of the situation. Yeah, yeah. I want us to pause here for a second. We're going to take a quick spot break. When we come back, uh, we'll uh, wrap things up on this uh, story here of ESCOM uh, being, I guess, uh, or taking pole position. Uh, in uh, the polluting stakes and uh, we'll also uh, take a look at uh, yeah what happened yesterday to whatsapp instagram and facebook and uh, we'll continue with our corner after this
21 minutes it is after 7 p.m. It's our wrap of the top business stories here on Metro FM Talk. And uh, I'm in conversation with uh, Akwan Amlamleli, uh, who is a portfolio manager, 274 uh, investment managers. Akwan, a lot happening seemingly on the competition front. Uh, we saw uh, towards the tail end of yesterday some announcements by the competition authorities. Uh, and uh, let's maybe start off just in the pharmaceutical space. I mean, uh, we saw two big deals there getting the green light, and then we'll come back to the pies and the pastries. So what do you make of, yeah, Duskem uh, getting uh, a chunk of Kaelo and uh, Clicks buying Pick and Pay's pharmacy business? Yeah, so as you indicate, the competition... Competition Commission has made a number of key recommendations. Um, I think one that we're quite aware of and that we have discussed um, particularly on the show is the Burger King one that took place um, last month mm. that was a, um, finally approved. Um, so today, um, the Co- Competition Commission did give a go-ahead to click, um, did give them a green light to acquire, um, as they communicated with the likes of Pick and Pay, to acquire 25 Pick and Pay retail pharmacies um, that they have um, partner up within the pick-and-pay stores. So that was given a green light by the Competition Commission, which is quite a, a growth trajectory for the, the, the clicks, um, particularly a quality company, which owns presently about 620 um, retail stores across the country and also various you know, um, numerous other distribution pharmaceutical um, and centers, uh, particularly in the South African landscape. So yes, this does become a, a growth trajectory for the company, um, as we are aware of. Um, the company, yes, it was affected by COVID. However, it has been able to weather the storm um, much better than other um, retail um, outlets um, that it does compete with. Mm. And yes, like its um, competitor, Discam, which was also today approved um, for an acquisition or a, a, an acquisition, particularly with regards to um, the um, with regards to the transaction um, between um, the, with regards to the transaction apologies um, with regards to the transaction. Yes. So, so when we see this happening in the pharmaceutical space, um, I mean, one, does it imply consolidation? And if so, what implications does it have for the prices at which many people receive their chronic medication? Yes, um, that indicated, and I think one of the required recommendations and um, for the approval was that um, the mergers that do take place and the transitions that will be taking place between these two companies won't result in job losses. So I think that's important to highlight, um, that there won't be any job losses, particularly with these transactions that um, have been announced today. Um, yes, so it does uh, provide some consolidation, particularly because we've seen in the last five years, um, and I know previously we used to see quite a lot of independent um, pharmaceutical um, companies, like the likes of Link Pharmacies. Um, however, those, unfortunately, um, due to the scale and due to the the high barriers to entry, particularly for the sector, um, mm. have come under pressure, which has resulted in the likes of the big um, um, pharmaceutical retailers, such as Click and Discount, um, being able to acquire these um, quite um, exorbitantly. Um, however, it has, um, however, thrown out those smaller link um, um, pharmaceutical um, retailers, and they haven't, unfortunately, been able to compete at the biggest scale. Yeah, I guess it's it's one of those things that, uh, you know, in life, giving medication, uh, you are always going to be, uh, I guess, on the lookout for the implications this is going to have on consumers. And uh, I guess it does give us some comfort that the competition authorities have uh, dedicated their mind and attention to this particular matter uh, and effectively, uh, I guess, giving the green light. We also saw, though, uh, the guys who, uh, yeah, 
are in the pies and in the pastry and sausage rolls business. Uh, and um, yeah, they're known for some brands such as, you know, Mama's, Big Jack, Man's Meal. And, uh, you know, uh, yeah, so they, they were also acquired. Uh, and uh, I mean, what, what do you make of that? I guess uh, the acquisition of uh, also the Wellington's frozen food business of, of Pioneer. Uh, and uh, who are now going to be acquired by the owner of Ma Baker, uh, that mm. particular brand, and that's RFG Foods. Yeah, so uh, the commission also gave, as you kindly indicated, Ma Baker, owner of RFG Foods, the go-ahead to acquire um, Pioneer Foods Wellington's frozen business, um, which is um, Pioneer's food subsidiary and distributes um, various um, frozen products such as um, pies and pastries and sausage rolls, which you have indicated under the uh, Mama and Big Jack and Man's Meal um, um, pro- profile. So yes, um, also it seems like um, there is um, consolidation, particularly within this sector, um, whereas there are should um, the bigger companies that are um, seeing opportunities um, that do want to grow and diversify their um, offerings are, um, are coming in to buy out these smaller and um, more medium-sized companies um, in order to create more scale Mm, mm. Yeah, something to watch quite closely, I guess, uh, for many market watchers. Uh, but yeah, yesterday, uh, we couldn't take any voice notes here. I certainly thought it was my carrier that had something wrong or there was something wrong with my phone. Uh, you know, I didn't know what was happening. Yeah. Uh, but what exactly happened to Facebook and I guess uh, companies in their stable, including Instagram and WhatsApp yesterday? Yeah, so on Monday, um, I think we were all quite aware of and there was a technical problem which um, Facebook Inc. did communicate with regards to their domain um, name system, which um, was occurring when you obviously tried to link into Instagram or WhatsApp uh, DNS error code and came into a web browser. If you were in in a desktop or if you were on a smartphone, there was a DNS error which occurred within your cell phone and you weren't able to get onto the, the app. What's so that? Was, what's, a, what's a DNS error? What's that? Yeah, so it's a, it, it was an, an issue that the company identified in terms of the domain name system, um, which is a, it's like a phone book for the internet. So mm. it's a tool that converts the web um, to the, do, the domain name like um, Facebook, like pages, um, Facebook top, mm. yeah, dot com. So that was the, the issue that they highlighted. Um, however, this did um, create um, disruptions um, across, across the globe in terms of terms of businesses and particularly users like myself and you and yourself and core platforms as you indicated with Facebook, Instagram were the most affected and Facebook messaging and WhatsApp were the quite the, the ones that, that were um, affected as they sit under the Facebook Inc. Um, stable. So Facebook did say the problem was more of a network issue. However, they have been quite vague on specifically what. So as we um, are aware of the disruption caused and um, a cut-off in small businesses, particularly customers um, who are quite dependent on the Instagram, particularly for e-commerce and selling um, and selling their brands and particularly offering that they do sell to um, to their followers and so forth. So, yes, we currently um, don't know the exact um, issue. They've just indicated that the internal um, engineers um, were struggling to, get, um, to fix the problem yesterday. Um, however, they have also um, communicated that user data was not compromised um, during this time. It was about six, six to seven hours that the system was down. So they have indicated user data uh, particularly was not compromised during this time. Mm, mm. I don't know. Do you believe that? 
It's, it's hard to say because um, a lot has to particularly with regards to Facebook. Um, as we know, particularly Facebook, what's happening now on Capitol Hill, the the Facebook whistleblower yes. was um, t- talking this morning at, on Capitol Hill and, and obviously testifying on her role and that she provides some information in terms of the, the challenges she was having as, a, um, as an ex-employee, um, particularly to Facebook. So um, I think we'll just have to wait. But however, um, I haven't um, listened to the whistleblower's um, testimony at Capitol Hill today. Um, however, it, it is a, a, a sector, particularly the tech sector, which the Chinese government has been able to um, um, clamp down quite um, efficiently. Um, however, other developed nations and other governments, however, are going to be slow and take their time in effecting changes, particularly to the dominance um, of these um, um, tech companies. Definitely shows how vulnerable we are to it, though. I mean, yes, I, and, and dependent. Your people were losing it. Mm, yeah, very dependent. As I said, um, a lot of people draw their income and revenue from these um, um, service, services such as WhatsApp and particularly Instagram. And e-commerce, um, the retail e-commerce was um, affected due to the, the shutdown that did take place. And I think we all went, those that are on social media, all flocked to Twitter just to find out what was happening because um, Twitter was the only way of communication that we had to the, um, the rest of the world. So, yeah, so it, it, it is quite a concern due to the size um, of these tech companies. Um, however, we do have to watch how governments um, do monitor and continue to regulate um, these tech companies going forward. Yeah, it certainly didn't make Twitter and Telegram very happy. Uh, we saw a t- very tongue-in-cheek response uh, from the powers that be out at Twitter saying, hey, Molweni, nonke. <laughs> yeah, we also hear. Yeah. Hey, yeah. But, but maybe just the last one, I guess, just on this particular matter. I recall not so long ago, about a year ago, Facebook had wanted to launch a global currency. Now, it's quite clear if uh, you can't make sure that your yellow pages or your phone book on the internet, this DNS thing, uh, can function. Does that place, I guess, even that dream of having some form of currency platform or payments platform, global one, uh, if you can get scrambled in the fashion that we saw last night, I mean, I I don't know if I want to be putting money away in your particular medium of exchange mm. if uh, Ngoms or somebody can hack into it and effectively paralyze or demobilize it. Yeah, so you are correct. Um, there are risks, particularly security risks. Um, however, I think it won't dent the, the company's ambitions um, mm. of venturing um, into that strategy. Um, however, I think they'll take lessons um, from the system failure that did take place um, yesterday and um, find tools and, and find ways on how to mitigate it. Um, do I think um, there will be further challenges? I think there will be further challenges. Um, it's a very much a, the, the scale in which these tech companies operate and the data centers in which they operate um, are quite huge. And security has become extremely important, particularly for um, yourselves and myself, in particular the end clients. And I think we very much, very much um, quite put security um, quite high, particularly these days where there is quite um, a significant fraud that do take place. So I think they will not um, um, put down their ambitions. Um, however, I think they will um, provide um, some tools in order to mitigate um, future events such as yesterday from taking place any further. Sure, sure, sure. Only time will tell. Akona, as always a pleasure catching up with you and thank you very much for your time. Thank you very much for this. Bye. Of course.
Akwana Mlamleli is a portfolio manager at uh, 27.4 Investment Managers joining us this evening for our wrap of the top business stories.